Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio and not just any Wednesday, the Wednesday leading into the start of the Carnival of Miracles for 2024. It officially gets underway on Saturday night at Tabcourt Park, Menanga, with the running of the Chariots of Fire alongside the Sprint Qualifiers for the Miracle Mile, both $100,000 races, three heats of the New South Wales Derby, a trotting feature, several other key runners up and about 10 races in total with the first getting underway at 6 15 and Tab have certainly come to the party nice and early with races four through 10 already open with fixed odds markets. So uh, make sure to jump aboard and see if anything takes your fancy, maybe before the price is snapped up. So they are now available. And a quick look at a few notables in the Cordina Group Sprint Hot and Treacherous is best backed. They're seven into 370 in a really open market. Typo 480 Ladies in Red 6 and Rock and Roll Do at 750. So the First and second horses past the post in that race, guaranteed a position in the Miracle Mile to join Leap to Fame, as will be the first and second in the Allied Express Sprint. That's race number six. Hi, my name is Jeff, 320 into 220 there. Better Eclipse, 420 out to 440. Mac Da Vinci at eight and Mac Dan at 850. So a few runners here that have already been in prior Miracle Miles looking to uh, again qualify. Hi, my name is Jeff, leading the charge from a market perspective. And the big one on Saturday night is a $250,000 Group 1 Chariots of Fire. What a race we have to look forward to. Don't Stop Dreaming is favourite and best backed, 240 into $2.00. Frankie Ferocious, 280 out to 310. And that movement to 310 has only been in the last hour or so. 850 for Better Be the Best, 850 for It's Merlin, and Sooner the Better at $14. So clearly, by far and away, the most popular runner in this year's Chariots of Fire is Don't Stop Dreaming, the Hondo Grattan Stakes Victor. So as mentioned, the majority of the card now open with Tab, and you can find all of those fields at harness.org.au and we'll have plenty of build up here on Sky Sports Radio throughout the week as well. A trailing session underway at Menangle as we speak. A few notable horses stepping out there as well, including Valtino, the last season group one winner of the Vic Bread Super Series. He was back in action for his second trial this preparation. He ran third. Maximus Meridius, another top class juvenile trotter from last year was in action as well. I thought this morning it would be good to catch up with Belinda McCarthy. Of course, Belinda knows what it's like to be involved in these big carnivals and with the success of King of Swing, she's experienced the the greatest of highs as part of the Carnival of Miracles. But we know the Cobbity Equine team has transformed over the last few years, particularly to have a really strong focus on the breeding side of the business. And there's been some exciting announcements in the last 48 to 36, I should say 48 uh, hours uh, in regards to Stallion standing at Cobbity. So uh, it was a perfect opportunity to catch up with Belinda McCarthy and get the insight on that. Good morning, Belinda. How are you? Oh, good morning, Britt. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Some exciting stuff. Give us, uh, I guess, the latest on what's happening out at uh, Cobbity Equine in the 2024 season. Oh, um, it all went to press on Sunday and Monday, as um, you're well aware. So we've announced Cannibal and Confederate. So um, it's our first partnership with Diamond Creek Farm. So um, we're really excited and it's been something that 
we've been working on um, since Confederate, um, you know, was dominating as a two-year-old and uh, we've been pestering um, them ever since then and um, it's paid off. So we're super excited. Let's start with Confederate. Recently, in fact, on Monday, I think Australian time was crowned the US Harness Horse of the Year. For those who aren't completely across uh, the harness racing scene in North America, tell us about his deeds and why he is so special. Oh, I think um, even when we first started the the discussions, you know, he's the I think he's the hottest property, and a lot of breeders have said that you know that they think um, he's the best proposition to come down under, and and that was a big thing for us to um, you know for breeders frozen semen. Um, it's a lot harder to use. There's only certain vets that do it. It's it's a lot more um, harder and more expensive process. So um, getting him in the flesh to actually shuttle down um, was a massive coup for us. And a lot of breeders didn't think he would be coming down at all. So yeah, as you said, he, he took out, you know, not just three-year-old horses, uh, pacing cold of the year, but also um, the two, 2023 pacing um, horse of the year. So it was a massive feat for him. And um, yeah, I, I think you know, just his, like, being a world record holder now and the fastest three-year-old of all time, like, you know, those things don't just happen for you. And, um, you know, he's just gone from strength to strength as, as he's got older. And um, as you know, they retire them all pretty early over there, a bit different over here. But, um, yeah, we're super stoked to be having a horse of his calibre and Sweet Lou just keeps continuing to dominate, dominate as a stallion. So um, both of them have got actually the same... Um, breeding lines and maternal lines but yeah we're super excited to get both of them. He had an amazing three-year-old year winning many of the I guess the marquee races trained by Brett Pelling as a three-year-old and driven by Tim Tietrick and all of the news and I guess uh, their opinions have been how much of a special animal he was so in terms of his breeding we know Sweet Lou as you've just mentioned has done a magnificent job but he's had a, a rock and roll dance mare so they're two stallions that we know well here in Australia what do you think was Confederate's biggest asset or was it just how good he was all around because we spoke to Jamie Dernberger yesterday for our on the pace uh, show on Sky Racing One and, and I guess his versatility was just so exciting. Oh, 100% Brit. And a big thing, you know, you, you need them to have the race record. You need them to have the time. You need um, speed, endurance. You need all of those points uh, when you're looking for a sire. But that is, um, you know, one of the, the best things about him is um, his maternal line, his breeding. He's going to match perfectly uh, to so many of our mares over here, Up Major, Better's Delight, Max 3 line. Um, so it's a super cross. So, you know, I don't think there's too many mares out there that he won't suit well with. Yeah, no doubt about that. Can you give us a little insight into the negotiation process, so to speak? Not necessarily the nitty-gritty, but how long and an extended it's been. And you mentioned the partnership with Diamond Creek. They actually bred him and Cannibal as well. So it's a real coup for them, I'm sure, as well. It wasn't as though they've gone out and purchased the stallion or, or had the rights to their breedings. It's sort of their own bread and butter horse. So how long has this been in the making? And you've gone nice and early. You've given breeders plenty of opportunity. We're still, what, eight months or so or a little less now out from the breeding season. But it's clearly been a, a very much a work in progress. Oh, definitely. Um, as I said, we put the feelers out um, when he was a two-year-old. Um, after he won the Kentucky Championships, we, we said we've got to have him. And over the years, uh, like we first stood Bling It On and For a Reason in 2017, and we've continued to build um, our lineup. And we've already got partnerships with Diamond Creek Farm, Tara Hills and Cameo Hills in America. 
And um, as you said, Diamond Creek, like it's an absolute coup to Adam and Sean and the team over there that they have bred both of these. Like growing up, you know, on a stud farm myself, it's um, my parents bred smooth satin and that was a huge, uh, huge thing for us. And, you know, the Turnbulls involved us uh, all the way through with the process and um, with all these wins. And, and it is, they have bred both of these horses and it's a big thing that they want to keep doing. Um, it's, a, it's a big process of theirs. They own a lot of mares and... And that's something, um, you know, with both of these boys that I think is really special. But, yeah, we started back as a two-year-old and um, we all know that Jamie can keep pestering as well. Um, and we've just, we, as I said, the negotiations have just continued and Jamie flew over in uh, September and met with them and we've had a lot of Zoom meetings. And But, yeah, all the other studs were involved and we were just fortunate enough that we were able to get the deal across the line and we're hoping this is just the beginning of a partnership for us with Diamond Creek. You must be pretty proud, though, just with how much of hot property both of these stallions would have been for yourself. And the farm really is still only in its infancy and I'm sure that everybody would have been so... Um, I don't want to say desperate, but incredibly keen to get these two. So it must be a feather in your cap to to know that all of your hard work in a relatively short time has really paid off. Oh, definitely, Britt. It's, um, you know, this is what your dreams are made of. And uh, it's it's the same with racehorses. You know, you, you can be a good trainer or you can be a good stud master, but at the end of the day, you need the product. And Confederate, he, he's definitely the one that you need. And, and as I said, we're just so... Uh, thrilled that we're able to bring him down under um, to offer that to the breeders and yeah we're, we're developing our, our product we, we got an extra um, we had Heston Blue Chip uh, continue to this year with our last season sorry with Huntsville so we're trying to even get a few more stallions out frozen wise because they don't all want to shuttle um, so it's just a product that we're trying to develop and our own race series um, which will, is for the foals just born so that'll be held in 2026 so we've got 200,000 up for grabs in prize money and and nominations for that will actually be um, out in the mail soon with payments due in June and that race series all the money we get for nominations uh, will go into that race and we're hoping that you know that might be racing for half a million dollars or more um, in the next few years to come so yeah so it has all come up really quickly and it's building stronger but we're just hoping this is actually the beginning. Well, it's a great beginning and it seems as though it's just getting bigger and bigger every year and I'm sure a lot more work for you as well. But uh, breeding is is really in your blood, as you've already alluded to. And I guess the other point for our listeners to note is that as much as uh, having these stallions shuttle down and be available is great from a, a breeding perspective and the technicalities of that, but it also allows the progeny of these stallions to, to be involved in, I guess, the state-based breeding scheme here in New South Wales as well, which is very strong and has a lot of prize money on offers. Um, so it's going to be great to see how that all plays out. And we better touch on Cannibal as well. I know much of the interest has been on Confederate, but Cannibal was a very, very good racehorse himself. He won several uh, three-year-old classic races. And as you mentioned, he's bred on the same cross sweet Lou out of a rock and roll dance mare. I was lucky enough to see a bit of I'm sure that you're going to love having him about, but he's a, a very good racehorse himself and he's going to be for a little bit cheaper, no doubt, than Confederate. Oh, definitely. He's actually a little bit of a favourite from what I've heard and I saw some of Nancy's comments, um, Nancy Taxel, who trained him, saying that um, he's, He's definitely the favourite, um, but they call him Meatballs and apparently his temperament's <laughs> absolutely beautiful. 
Um, and that's a big thing. Setting prices today, Brit, is probably one of the hardest things because you still need to be competitive. Um, but, you know, obviously these deals cost a lot of money as well. So, um, but him at 6,600 um, plus a HRA levy, I think he's actually a steal. Um, you know, he was an amazing juvenile himself. And, and to be honest, he's probably only a couple of lengths behind Confederate. So, and he's, you know, under half the price. So uh, he's been very, very popular as well. So that's one thing I will remind um, breeders that I know we're, you know, seven months out of the breeding season, but with our capped book in Australia particularly, um, you know, we really do need people to, to be getting back to us and letting know if they want to book because um, both of them have, um, yeah, we've had overwhelming success actually since we launched so we thank the breeders for that and i'm hearing that in cypher the inaugural winner of the tab eureka is already booked into confederate so that's a that's some sort of coup Oh, she was our first booking, actually. So to get her, um, you know, you, you do expect uh, someone of his calibre to, to get mares like her. But, um, you know, he, we were just absolutely shocked to get her. So and we've got some, some other ones, exciting ones to announce in the pipeline as well. But um, he's definitely getting the top mares. And, um, and Cannibals had some lovely, lovely mares as well. So, um, yeah, they're very different priced. And uh, yeah, as that's one thing that we do do here. We like to be able to offer... Um, you know, our hobby breeders to our commercial breeders a product. And as I said, we're trying to expand both the chilled and the frozen semen line. And uh, yeah, we're always just trying to work with our breeders and, and offer products that, that meet um, everyone's market needs. It's going to be an incredibly busy 2024 for you and the team, Belinda. So Cannibal, Confederate and many of the others, I'm sure, are um, buttering up again for a reason and bling it on are just homegrown stallions that I'm sure you're, you're so proud of because they just do the job each and every year. And King will be back as well. All reports are that his progeny, uh, foals that hit the ground last year were just quite exceptional. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, it's always a really um, a big thing to see when breeders come back, you know, when they see their foal born and uh, they see the types that they have. And a lot of um, a lot of the stud masters have actually rang and just said, you know, they're, they're some of the nicest um, foals that we've ever we've ever seen. So and his book filled up really quick again last year. And I, I honestly think that, um, you know, he, he'll be booked out uh, as soon as we, we you know, we set him again this year because everyone is loving and talking about their progeny saying his progeny, sorry, saying how much they're just like his dad. So he's a beautiful individual himself and um, he's very fertile. And yeah, so it's, it's great to see them um, all on the ground. And as you said, we've got our four reason who um, just keeps doing the job, bling it on. Ultimate Shetty's had a great year. And then we've got the other American boys of Mick Wicked, um, Dance and Lou we had this year and Cat Midnight. So um, yeah, we've had a, we've had a big 2023 and we're, um, we're hoping to build on. So we're hoping that these are just the first two announcements for us this year. All right. We'll keep an ear to the ground uh, in regards to that. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Belinda. Congratulations. Achievement to have a, stallions of these um, I guess reputations announced for your team and we'll wait to hear more on that front but best of luck with the 2024 breeding season probably a little early to say that but it sounds as though it's already started and we really appreciate you joining us this morning. You know thanks very much for your time Britt.
Belinda McCarthy joining us this morning to discuss all things uh, on the breeding scene for the Cobbity Equine team and that news filtering through over the last few days at Confederate, the US uh, Pacer of the Year, is shuttling down to be based in New South Wales for the 2024 breeding season alongside Cannibal. And you know, all reports are, when we think of Miracle Mile, we think of King of Swing and with his first foals hitting the ground uh, late uh, last year, uh, all reports are that they're just quite exceptional. It sounds as though he's going to do the job on uh, the breeding scene as he did on the racetrack. So if you want to check out a little bit more in regards to those stallions, head to the Cobbity Equine Farm website, and that's where you can grab the latest and most up-to-date information. That's on the pace for this Wednesday. We'll preview a massive Saturday night in harness racing tomorrow here on On the Pace just after 10.30.